0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBA with Arden Moore, this show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Arden
1: Moore Welcome to the Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. Now right now, I am doing the Snoopy dance in celebration. Why? Because our guest on today's show is America's veterinarian. He is one of my cherished friends. You know, when I began airing the Behave show a decade ago, he was my very first guest. So it is a great honor to welcome back on our show the remarkable Dr. Marty Becker. Hey, glad to have you back, Dr. Marty.
2: Gosh, how in the world can it be a decade?
1: A decade! ten. How is that,
2: how is that possible? I was telling somebody today, they're in their mid-30s, and they're talking about how fast time goes, and I go, you wait, man. It is like I don't even know how that's possible, Arden.
1: Yeah. Well, we have over 300 shows, and you're ready for this. Oprah Winfrey picked the Obey Show as one of her top three favorite pet podcasts. I didn't get a free car, but I got an Oprah endorsement.
2: Well, you know what? Not too many people have that. That's right. Hey, how many books? How many books have you written, Arden? Pet books or other books? Pet books.
1: Probably... I think I got 26. I'm doing... My next two books are kid books. A dog activity book and a cat activity book for kids.
2: Wow. I know. That's just amazing. You know, people... I know they come to you all the time and to me and, and have interest in writing a book. I think there's a study where 87% of Americans said they thought they had a book in them and oh, wow. people don't realize, you'll read it, you'll look at it and go, well, that didn't take very long. They don't realize how much effort <laughs> goes into a book. Yeah, you that's know?
1: true. Well, I got to tell you, folks, Dr. Marty Becker is a writing machine and he's here today to unleash his latest book. It is one as we as pet people all need to get our paws on. The book is called from Fearful to Fear-Free, a positive program to free your dog from anxiety, fears, and phobias. It's co-authored by Dr. Lisa Rodaska, Dr. Walani Sung, and Mikhail Becker, with a little editing talents by Kim Campbell Thornton. And i got to tell you, wow, I'm not going to even say bow-wow, Dr. Marty. You know, you have a game-changer here in this book. And I'm going to make all of you just wait a bit for him to talk about it because we got to pay for the show and take a commercial break. So you know the drill. Sit
0: and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back.
1: Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food.
0: purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's C A T T R E E T R A Y C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Obehave Behave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's Pet Edutainer, Arden Moore.
1: Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. My good friend, the remarkable Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian, is our special guest. I love you so much, man, and I got to brag on you a bit. Dr. Becker has authored, co authored 25 books that have sold eight million copies, and three have landed on the New York Times bestseller list, and he's here today to talk about his latest co-authoring achievement. The book is called From Fearful to Fear-Free, a Positive Program to Free Your Dog from Anxiety, Fears, and Phobias. Dr. Marty, I have my copy right here, and here is something that you wrote in the book. You said, I've never written a book that I felt was so important for every pet owner to read. Please explain.
2: You know, you look back. So, you know, between us, we've written over fifty books, and, and I have to say, each one you feel at the time it's like conceiving a, a baby, and then you, yep. you know, it takes not months, usually years, to of work, and then it finally comes out, and you're proud of it. But if I look back at the whole library of books that I've done, you know, the first book was a company called It's called Becoming Your Dog's Best Friend. It's really about the, you know, the the human animal bond, and then. Chicken soup bucks, and those were, you know, they're great because it. It was at a time when people were, had this crazy love of animals, you know, where they would wouldn't kiss their husband goodnight, but let the dog lick, you know, <laughs> lick itself yeah. in hard to reach places, give him a tonsil swab, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and pets were moving, you know, from the barnyard to the backyard to the bedroom to sleep, and from the kennel to kitchen to eat. Uh, no more Sunday project dog houses in the backyard, but you know, into our house. And then they wrote the healing power pets, which I was very, still very proud of, with the New York Times reporter came out the week of. 11 so you know great book but very bad uh, unfortunate timing and then you write books like your dog the owners manual your cat the owners manual Arden, you've written books that are as good or better than that, and there's probably, if we went to Tattered Cover here, I happen to be in Denver with one of these amazing bookstores, there's probably 200 books on raising a dog. But what we've done with From Fearful to Fear Free, it's the first book ever looking at the emotional well-being of animals. That's its focus. and. So most people don't know they're boarded veterinary behaviorists. The American College of Veterinary Behavior, there's only 75 in the world. There's 59 of them are on the fear-free advisory group that works to create you know, fear-free veterinary visits, fear-free training, fear-free homes, fear-free shelters, fear-free groomers, fear-free daycare. The two of them, two very respected boarded veterinary behaviorists, with and they're not somebody that's in academia, they're not somebody that's just in research. They work with pets every day in practice. So Wilani Sung and Dr. Relisa Dasta are amazing in the and you know, you're one of the fortunate people that know these people personally too, Arden. Oh, they they're have the terrific. education, the training and the experience that we need. And then Mikel is a very well known dog trainer. So we kind of bring that thing from you know, whether it's, you know, the mundane things of greeting a dog, you know, 99% of people greet a dog wrong. And so this sets up, you know, fear, anxiety, and stress. For example, most people, those of us who love pets, we see a dog, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, a fellow dog in the hospital, or you see one on the street, or you go by, you're at Starbucks, or you're head of the outdoor mall, and oh my God, it's cute. What's his name? What breed is it? You stick your hand out. Yep. You do three things wrong. One, the dog's already <laughs> smelled you before you even saw it. Number two, you're having direct <laughs> eye contact, which is threatening. And number three, you're reaching over it, which is threatening. So instead, you see a dog coming, you want to greet a dog, you should. Turn sideways so your profile is smaller. Crouch down if you can. Avoid eye contact. And... Uh, Either you know, you can say, Come here girl, come here boy, or just pat your leg and then let them approach you. That's exactly you do
1: it. I mean, I just this gives me chills. You just folks, that's right. When we go gaga over a dog or a cat that we want to meet, that's like oh my gosh, get away from me. That's like your aunt that wants to pinch your cheeks and give you a big smooch and she just <laughs> ate garlic and onion. Right? I mean, seriously, you gotta tone it down and Doctor and Marty Becker is here with this book and And I do want you, we're going to get into the book a little bit, because you have some amazing phrases in the book that I really like. But I do want people to know about the Fear Free Pets program. And folks, after the show, please, please dash over to fearfreepets.com. This is a whole program that is led by Dr. Marty Becker. It's taking the pet out of petrified. And, of course, his main website, drmartybecker.com. But I'm happy to be one of your contributing writers for your site and i'm almost i'm completing my certification
2: so there you go you're one of 30,000 that have done it yeah you know this is funny arden you've been we you and i've been friends for decades we've worked together on all sorts of projects and when this started when fear free started there was zero thought of creating online education all i wanted to do once i knew that those of us that worked with pets were causing repeat severe psychological damage to pets by what we were doing or not doing, how we caused pets to develop uh, maladaptive fear and the equivalent of PTSD, how almost 100% of pets were suffering. Well, nobody gets in this business or grooming or walking or daycare to make life worse for animals. So then it just evolved. We went back to the Board of Veterinary Behaviorists who've been talking about this for decades, but you know most of us myself included thought of it as like collateral damage when a pet was yawning, drooling, shaking, shivering, hiding, avoidance, curling in a sea cat freezing, dog walking into the room and laying down and and closing its eyes Hell, I thought that was good. I thought a dog (laughs) that walked in the exam room and laid down and closed its eyes, that was good. And you know what? That's in the defense cascade, (laughs) shut down. That's the equivalent of being in Syria in an orange jumpsuit, and there's a film crew, and you hear Jihadi John behind you. This is not going to have a good outcome. (laughs) Why why don't you run because you've shut down and you think you're going to die?
1: You're right. Now, in your book, From Fearful to fear-free. There is the FAS, and you want to kind of explain folks what that stands for?
2: Yeah, it stands for fear, anxiety, and stress. And one of the things, Arden, I want to (laughs) stress in a different way (laughs) is, you know, before 2009, when Karen Overall had this talk that transformed me, that whipsawed my emotions back and left me feeling actually kind of nauseous, thinking about all the pets that were hurt over the years by us stretching a cat out with its head in one zip code and it's ass another zip code about, you know, a pile of text restraint on a dog, a judo throw, rodeo thing, trying to just get a nail trim done. And then thinking of all these pets that had stress in other parts of their life, you know, I didn't know all the signs of fear, anxiety, and stress. As a veterinary health care professional, so one of the things that's the start is to learn these signs. And, and let me give you a, a story how to we'll put it in, in perspective. Sure. I fly all the time. A baby walks on the plane and is crying. And everybody in the front row, I used to call it the Blackberry Prayer because everybody's head was down when you walked in in first class.
1: <laughs> Are you still in seat 2B?
2: I am. I'm in the Shakespeare seat. Got good memory. But and now everybody's still looking down like looks like they're in prayer, you know, in the, in a church service. But when the baby's crying, everybody looks up. And we look at it and we think, thinking, oh, it's in distress. Well, and then you think, what is it? dirty diaper, hungry, gas, needs a nap, uh, had a bad experience on a plane, something and you want to fix it. You want to hope the mother can fix it. Well, pets do the same thing. It's just that they are crying in their body language, in their vocalization, in in their, you know, the behaviors that they're exhibiting. And so that's what you have to First, you know, and some aren't subtle, you know, when you have a thunderstorm phobia or a 4th of July, those listeners out there, I mean, this is full-blown panic. This dog got... It's called the Saint Vitus dance. It looks like it's vibrating. Like it could just stand in one spot and vibrate over there because it's oh, shaking yeah. so bad. And this pet is in a in a physiologic wreck in that state. And and that's one of the things we talk about in there. Whether you cannot have a pet suffer through another thunderstorm season or Fourth of July, or if it's gotten to the point where a buzzer in the kitchen causes a problem. Well, yeah, we I think it was.
1: Yeah, you talked, I think McKellen talked about her dog, Coyote, on page 115. There's minor things that some dogs get triggered by. So let's go with this with what could maybe be some how you should approach it and really figure out what is the root of the thing and maybe some ideas on solutions working with your veterinarian or behaviorist.
2: Yeah, so the first thing is to know know that, it's not okay to ignore the emotional well-being of your animals. And most people, it's just been something that hasn't been talked about. It hasn't been a priority. So when I what I do when I practice, I ask people, are there any behaviors in your pet that you'd like to improve? And Arden, God bless R.K. Anderson, the godfather of
1: oh, yeah.
2: veterinary behavior. He taught me this 20 years ago. If you ask people, does your dog have behavior problems? It's like asking, does your child have behavior problems? Uh, uh-huh. No. Because you don't want to think, oh my God, no, no, it's not this. But if you say, "Are there behaviors you'd like to improve?" Then people say, "Yeah, it's excessive barking. Yeah, it's he's terrified of this. There's he's horrible. on He has leash aggression. He has this or that." Then you start talking about drilling down. Like for some pets coming into a veterinary hospital, for example, they're okay till they hit the front door. We had our own little dog that uh, slipped a disc in his back. I you know I live 17 miles out of town. I was going into it's not the town. It's not the practice I work at. Want to get some radiographs. He was fine until he hit the front door, and then full blown shivering, uh, shaking, yep. panning, yawning, salivating—all those signs of fear. So what it was? The next time I took the dog in, we went in the back door.
0: Oh, and okay. It didn't, it
2: didn't have the same reaction. So most things you can work. It's, you know, unlike humans, they can't recall often that, hey, I had a bot's blood draw when I got my annual physical to renew my cholesterol meds. Uh So now I don't want to go back. But there's certain triggers that are common for most pets on a walk, going to the vet going to the dog park, and so this book, the good thing about the book is you don't have to go to aborted behaviors or even the veterinarian. A lot of this is helps you diagnose it yourself and then provides a solution that you can do yourself.
1: Well, yeah, you even have the phrase, it's calm instead of the storm, and so you were having some pretty good, uh, even holistic ideas, and so want to talk about some techniques. You talk about chill pills and pheromones and, you know, even Therapeutic massage.
2: You know what's funny, Arden? Sometimes I see something you've written and I'm so jealous when you turn a phrase. I noticed when you said at the intro to this, there was some clever phrases in here. Writer to writer. We <laughs> love it when you can. I told somebody yesterday, not I don't want the status quo. I want the status grow. And oh, they're they're, nice. they're like, oh, groaner, groaner. <laughs> But you know, the common instead of the storm is we have so many solutions now. We have, you know, when a, this is kitten season, of course, and it's also you know times you're going to have uh, litters of dogs, you know, wanted or unwanted. But Mother Nature, you know, when I think of a buffet place, I think of Golden Corral, you know. You go to Golden Corral and pick out whatever you want and stuff yourself. Well, if you're a wolf or a coyote or predator and you came across the bitch or the queen laying on its side nursing, that's going into Golden Corral, man. This is going to be a feast. (laughs) So Mother Nature had to protect the mother and the offspring. So they have these pheromones that are secreted by the mother when they're nursing. It's right down there by the nipples, and it causes them to become calm. Luckily, this pheromone works throughout the pet's life. Number two, there's something in the milk. It's milk casein. It's part of milk that causes them as they nurse. They don't even have to have a distended belly. This causes them to be calm, and so they're laying there. It's very calm. Very little whimpering, very little vocalization. So there's a product called Zilkeen, and Zilkeen allows—it's a milk protein that's been changed a little bit. So you have a dog that has noise phobias, has separation anxiety, or is going to. So you can use it every day, very safely. So, or you can use it episodically. I'm going to the veterinarian, and the veterinarian will prescribe a dose four to six times the regular dose, and you do it three to four days before the visit, and. You know, that or, or sometimes we'll use an FDA approved pharmaceutical like Celio for, that we use off label for fear, anxiety, and stress. When the pet comes in, it's like your college roommate when they come back in from a night out and you don't know what they're on, (laughs) what the heck they had, but they are sure as heck happy. And these cats or these dogs that come in on the chill pills or if we have to go out to, you know, something a little stronger, they can have a great visit to the veterinarian just like that lab that's towing somebody into the hospital.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I got married, and I uh, we have a furry Brady Bunch now, including a 75-pound Boujo. Bujo is a, I call her my big black mountain. She's a uh, Bernese mountain dog with a dash of Catahoula. And when I came onto the scene, if there was any rumble, and unfortunately in Dallas, there is some bad weather here at times, she would turn into a 75-pound shaking puddle and just launch herself on the bed. Well, I just started, I was telling Julie, hey, you can't go, it's okay, it's okay, because the dog's like, crap, that's that voice, that's going to make it worse. I just started (laughs) massaging the ears from the head outward and was very calm. I'm happy to say we just had a tea storm here today, and Boo Boo, I call her, she just came up to mine, and I just did that, didn't say a word and she no longer shakes. And when she goes to the groomer, she was doing a shake, rattle and roll and drool and all that. And they gave her one of the chill pills. And now when she comes to see the groomer Sherry, she's like, oh, this isn't so bad. But you're right. They read our energy so much. But I learned a lot from you, Dr. Marty, and a lot of the veterinarians and behaviorists. I think we're both students and teachers. Don't you agree?
2: You have the best of Boo Boo, my big black mountain. is my big black mountain. She's, my big black mountain. She's my big
1: black mountain. I love Boo
2: Boo. So Do you know one time, one, I can't remember where it was, but we had a thing where people had to imitate how they greet their dogs when they come home. Oh, yeah? and we we'd spur them on it's just embarrassing what we do you know how we launch ourselves into this crazy crazy voice but you, you know the great thing about it is when you look at thunderstorm phobias we've learned a lot from Temple Grandin's on our fear free advisor group there's like 250 people on there right and temple's talked to us a lot about you know how compression works and so she in the movie uh you know Claire Danes played her she wrote Animals in Translation and she's autistic and so compression right. really helped her It was basically like a a squeeze chute. you do cattle that would calm her some people use uh now use she says like uh, industrial strength uh spanks to give that compression mm-hmm. you know when you when that baby was actually sat back a couple seats and she swaddled it very tightly and it immediately calmed down when you lose a lose a family member, or you know you have a you know a natural disaster, something really bad in your life, and you know you know Arden, I'm a hugger, and when we meet, we yeah. hug, but it's right. not the same kind of hug as if something happened to your wife or something happened to Boo Boo, and you were grieving those right. deep hugs. So you know we often start, I like thunder shirts. You know they work about seventy percent of the time to reduce fear, anxiety, and stress. We have, if you're going to the, the veterinary hospital, the groomer, you know, we have pet owners start a week out. If you're going to use a carrier, you take it out. You don't trigger that exactly. night before or morning of thing of getting it out. You have them come in hungry. You preheat or precool the car so they go from, you know, 72 to 72 to 72, not northern Idaho in the winter where you would go from <laughs> yeah. 72 to 30 to 72. You don't baby talk the pet on the way in. You play a certain kind of music on the way in. When you go to North Idaho Animal Hospital, where I practice, you go and check in, and then you go back out and wait with your pet in your vehicle. You know, there's literally six to eight waiting rooms out in the parking lot of people waiting until it's their turn to be seen. And then we go out, we take the pet, we help them take the pet in like we're delivering a fragile Christmas present, not them walking in at a typical hospital, the carrier swinging like the pirate ride at Six Flags or the fat cat has sunk down to the bottom of the carrier and it's at a Johnny angle like the Titanic going down. (laughs) But, you know, it's not, you know, when you said about fear-free, it's I'm kind of a, a figurehead for it, but you know, like you're part of it. You're one of 250 people. Fear Free is we, not me. It's loaded with the head of animal cognition at Duke, the head of animal cognition at Bartered, Alexander Horowitz, who wrote the number one New York's Times bestseller, Inside of a Dog. The people you see on TV: Jackson Galaxy, Brandon McMillan, Victoria Stillwell. Well, I got shout out. Yeah, I got to do a
1: shout out for Brandon. Good, 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 good Brandon. <laughs> Because he, he's been on our show, I love him. He's a sweetheart. He's a, he's
2: a rock star. He's uh, my wife. Every time she sees him at the Hero Dog Awards, swoons. So I got to keep those two apart.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, like, but
2: she, <laughs> Arden, listen to this. The number one thing humans hate in healthcare is needles. Right. And now the local hospital. This is not. You know, this is not uh, the. I can't remember the Ritz. My sister lives outside of Dallas, but one of those ritzy areas where you know this is the ultimate in boutique health care for humans. But in our local hospital in northern Idaho, rather than just having you go in and get your blood drawn, and there's that freaking chair that's got flat arms that swivel out, looks like an executioner's chair <laughs> uh, that they do the, the blood draw on. And you know exactly what I'm talking right. about. And there's 5,000 blood vials here and all these needles and stuff around you and a certain smell, smells medical. Now they have you go into a little room and three at a time, and this gal that would make the greeter at Walmart seem depressed comes in and happy, you boys and girls are really excited to be here today, aren't you? You know, we all groan. And she said, listen, if if you've been here before or never had it done, we've learned a few things. Like it's really good to hum happy birthday to yourself. And so she goes, let's practice. So we're all, hmm, 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 And we all smile and chuckle. She says, do you want a little something on there, the dead the skin, so you don't feel the needle? So two people, one of the three, wanted that. I didn't. She suggested you not look at the needle. And then she introduced Panic Pete. So you squeeze Panic Pete, and the eyeballs come out like ooga, ooga. She says, for <laughs> boys and girls of all ages. So a guy goes in in front of me, the first guy in. He's a logger, and I know he's a logger because of the way he's dressed, his... Pants are cut off with the uh, you know, about halfway down to his ankles. They do that for the chainsaw doesn't get cut, and he had a certain kind of shoe wear on. I hear him in there hmm hmm ooga ooga. <laughs> he was so happy coming out that he'd conquered that. So let me tell you the equivalent. If do okay. I have time to tell you the equivalent, on the yeah, then side? we're
1: gonna yeah, we're going to then take a quick commercial break and wrap things up. But yes, go ahead. What's the okay. uh, canine equivalent?
2: So here's what we do in the veterinary hospital now. Don't you think the dog or cat knows that syringe is there? Oh, so, yeah. what we do now, we use a line, it's called the ultra line of vaccine, and it's only half the volume. So, you know, a lot of the standards ask you to give vaccine in the tail or below the elbow. If you've humans ever had a, a flu vaccine, you know how volume matters. So use this ultra line of vaccine that's half volume. We pre-draw the vaccine and it's covered up with a towel that is impregnated with pheromones. And then when we go to do the PET, we have somebody up front. A lot of times now I use an ice cream cone. You know, the yellow one that tastes like styrofoam your mom oh, yeah. used? Yeah. Put whipped cream in it or peanut butter or easy cheese. So while the pet is licking the whipped cream, when you go to vaccinate, we do what's called gradient touch. You touch, touch, tint the skin, touch, touch, tint the skin. You've replaced the needle that you do the vaccine up with a brand new needle, sharp, that they same size use for babies. And you touch, touch, tint, you deliver the vaccine over three to five seconds real low volume. And ardent They never know they're vaccinated. In fact, the worst problem you have is the pet owner going, You get done. Boy, you were a good boy. You were brave. Aren't you going to vaccinate it? I did. (laughs) You did? what a great problem to have, but now you see, you've taken the pet out of petrified. You put pets back into practices where they belong. They get the healthcare they need. And, and, you know, one thing that I do that my biggest pet peeve in healthcare is people overspending on super premium foods. Don't be fooled by the shiny packaging and everything, you know, talk to your veterinarian about what's best to put in your pet's bowl and uh, use your pet healthcare dollars wisely.
1: Hey, folks, we're speaking with Dr. Marty Becker. He is America's veterinarian, and he's got a book I bought, and I want you to do the same. It's the best investment you can make in your pet. It's called From Fearful to Fear Free, a positive program to free your dog from anxiety, fears, and phobia. We're going to talk to him in a little bit. we got to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to get into the dog's brain after this break. So sit and stay. We'll
0: be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All behave will be back in a flash right after these messages.
1: It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designer Pet Sweaters
0: com oh sure it's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone that's right we're animals deal with it pet life radio let's talk pets let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio pet life, radio. Pet life radio. .com. hi this is brandon mcmillan the host of lucky dog and i invite you to listen to oh behave with Todd Moore on pet life radio We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBH. Here's Arden.
1: Hey guys, this is Arden Moore. We are so delighted that we have the Dr. Marty Becker on our show. We're wrapping this up and I do want you after the end of the show to please dash over to his sites, uh, DrMartyBecker.com and FearFreePets.com. Learn how you can get certified in fear-free handling of pets. It's like he said, it's a status grow instead of a status quo. Quo, <laughs> I did that wrong. A status grow instead of a status quo. And Dr. Marty. I want you to become uh, get into the brain of the dog because in your book that you've co-authored from Fearful to Fear Free, this is a game changer. I really am not just saying that lightly. It is truly a game changer and you get into the brain. So not to hurt my brain too much, but can you kind of give a little brief talk about why it's important to know what's really going on in your dog's brain?
2: Well, you know, you think of there's a term called privacy of mind. That nobody really knows what you think. I could tell you that I I love Donald Trump, but I love him. I do this, but in fact I don't. You know, right. or or that I said, you know what? I've been eating vegan. When in fact, uh, last night I went out and had a you know had a cheeseburger. So you really, you know, Julie for you or Teresa for me. Nobody really knows what's going on there, but there are clues. Right. And when you look at a dog, I was taught this sounds so crazy. I graduated in 1980, you know, coming up, you know, that's 38 years. I was married in 78, so that's 40 years this year. I was taught coming out of school that pets did not feel pain or animals did not feel pain. And if they did, it was good because they were immobile, wouldn't chew the stitches out, wouldn't stand on the leg we just fixed. It's funny the power that somebody can have, somebody that's a person of authority that you believed it. You you trim your dog's nail too short, you know, you do a branding iron on the cow. of course they feel pain. And now the thing is, do they, you know, so now in the last decade, veterinary medicine has embraced multimodal pain management for things. And now with fear-free, you know, fear is caused by something painful or something disturbing. So disturbing can be thunder. Disturbing can be a dog that's aggressive. They walk by. Disturbing can be somebody botched a catheter placement and they associate it with the clippers. Something disturbing can be I had uh, something painful examined in the exam room and I associate it with the room or the smell. Really, the best example, I think, is when you trim nails. You trim nails too short, that's painful. After that, the sight of the nail trimmers or the drawer that's opened where they're contained or going to the back of the veterinary clinic triggers a full-blown panic attack. But there's this little thing in the dog's brain, it's just like the same little thing in the human brain, about the size in a human, about the size of an almond, called the amygdala.
1: I and love that. Say I, that word again, because that's a great word.
2: The amygdala. And I don't know how this little thing can store so many horrific memories. It stores as a little kid on the farm in southern Idaho, six to eight feet away in the kitchen, my mom and dad screaming about getting a divorce. And dad slapping his hands together and saying, you know, I'll take the boys and you take the girls and we'll split these sheets and blah, 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 blah. And oh, I'm terrified. It remembers a painful breakup with a high school girlfriend. It remembers car accidents. It remembers my granddaughter Reagan having an RSV virus. And I, I finding the news, I could show you the exact spot I parked outside of Starbucks in Coeur Lane, Idaho, with my foot on the clutch, car still in gear, sobbing, worried wow. about it. Wow. So for pets, their amygdala, it maintains all this stuff. Just because the dog didn't move when you were trying to do this and you did 10 attempts to draw blood, yes, it remembers these things. It remembers being attacked by, you know, a dog on a walk. It remembers somebody with, you know, fear-based training that, you know, the choke collar, the stuff you see on TV where, you know, you you flood the dog until they submit Right. The good thing is, this is what boarded behaviorists know. I mean, they literally know the brain, top to bottom, front to back, inside out. They know the importance of reducing fear, anxiety, and stress. And the other piece that's really uh, amazing, Arden, is enrichment. You know, that's the other piece. Yay!
1: That's right. That's right. Fear
2: Free Happy Homes is, is our consumer website. And we talk about helping pets live a happy, healthy, full life. Happy is fear-free, healthy is veterinary medicine, and full is enrichment activities.
1: Well, yeah, there's, I got to tell you, you know, people think that cats sometimes are just hairy pieces of furniture and they're not. And so Casey, my cat, we do a lot of enrichment. We go bowl free, thanks to your recommendation a couple times a week. And we get to bring out the hunter in the furry Brady Bunch. And I just think it is pretty cool. I won't sing the song. Here's a story. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, I love you know, that. En- enrichment, 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 because you know what? Don't you think they're going to think you rock their world then you're the cool guy that's doing the enriching
2: you know what arden you're one of the people that i look to that started this with cats i mean it's Mm -hmm. one thing to if you have a dog that you know people think dogs have this incredible sense of sight you know we actually if you rounded it up as far as you know it's kind of like them looking through a screen door at dusk you know they see movement incredibly well they have lots of rods so they see movement they don't see you know the cones very well for color and clarity right. but if they're a dog that's you know a duck hunting kind of dog they love to see stuff flying through the air if they're kind of dog that tracks you know they have that new chuck it, you throw on the ground and the and the disc rolls on the ground they all every dog at one time in their brain they know i had to actually hunt for supper that it wasn't plopped out here so they have this genetic exuberance to detect pursue apprehend and kill and compete with the pack and so we you know you look you know zoos it's amazing zoos do a better job than households do of enrichment for these animals and luckily that's that's changing in that every night we have a new little kitten named tally and uh, you know what that's like. It's like having a three-year-old with ADD <laughs> and a chainsaw in our house. My Lance It's done the unwanted extreme home makeover, Yeah, but I'm mainly joking. But at night we do, well, no, not even night. Night's the most, but probably my wife probably does one hour of enrichment. A lot of that is done at night while we're watching TV. But she has this fishing pole, and she has a, it looks like a, a box of flies, like if you're a fly fisherman. But she has right. different things you hook on the end of it, and uh, it activates activates that cat's brain.
1: And you know what? And, and that's important. And that's why, folks, you got to check out the book, From Fearful to Fear Free, because I love it that you've got some pretty scholarly folks that are practical tips. You've got your daughter, who is an amazing, one of the top professional dog trainers on the planet and a nice person too. And the book is out and we want to make it the fourth New York Times bestseller by Dr. Marty and team. But I wanted to, you know, when you go into the uh, contents, it's really broken down well because he gives you really specific reasons about what's going on in the dog's brain Some tips about what you can do with your veterinarian, any kind of holistic solutions as well as any kind of medications. How to put these skills into practice in real day life situations like how to now help a dog not be so fearful, anxious when they go to uh, when there's a thunderstorm, when they go to the vet. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to be prejudiced here, Dr. Marty. This is my favorite book you have ever written. Period. Done. Mic drop.
2: you know what? <laughs> you know Ka-boom. what? I ha- I have to say again that this book took 2 years with 4 of us working on it and an amazing help with a great writer and editor. But you know what's funny? Arden, you, you and I, again, we've written 50 books between us and you realize it's done how people like to digest information now so it's not one long chapter and you just read, 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 it's broken up into you know easy to kind of digest segments with lots of really nice photographs and, and stories that draw you in and, and you know one of the stories we talk about in the book is, I can still remember about five years ago Mikkel, my daughter, who's his trainer, who's, you know, she's gone out and worked with Nick Dodman at Tufts and Done all sorts of uh, you know, evaluated for the National right. Disaster Search Dog Foundation. She says, "Dad, you're petting dogs wrong." Uh-huh. And At first, I was kind of pissed off. I mean, <laughs> I I thought, and this is in the exam room, so of course I don't say anything, right? But I, I get done, and I go, "I'm petting a dog wrong." A uh, what? I mean, how could you possibly pet a dog wrong? <laughs> That's like, you know, basics. And and she told me, you know, they don't like being petted on the head. This is somebody else's dog. They right. don't like being petted on the head, don't like stuff down the dorsal midline, which is where I was rubbing the dog. You know, I'm talking to them about, tell me again why you're in to see me and why they were talking. I was having eye contact and I was uh-huh. trying to, you know, you don't want to rub <laughs> the fur off and start a fire. But Mikkel <laughs> taught me about, they like side of the neck, side of the chest, base of the tail. So now... When I'm in the, in practicing as a veterinarian, I'll often have a Zoom groom, uh, which is a, a kind of a little rubber finger just made by Kong that makes the Kong oh, toy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. And uh, the veterinary nurse that's in there with me will use it. We'll be on both sides of the dog's neck, both sides of the chest, on the base of the tail. And for every woman out there that's like my wife, she loves to have her hair washed by somebody. And and so then their fingers are in your scalp and it feels so good or you're getting a facial. and they do that massage, these dogs are just, and, and cats, a, a different place for them, but they're just like, I love this place, man. This is awesome.
1: I'm or as you come say, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to come back as a dog or a cat and be at the... Uh, <laughs> your place in idaho i think think you're (laughs) the one that
2: started possum i love i do
1: i say pause up blah 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 and And i also have just created well not just created but i go when i teach my pet first aid classes with casey and kona which is a hoot to have a real dog and a real cat and we do have some pre credentialed veterinarians making sure i'm teaching the right things but i created a program called how to be a mutt Giver. what do you do oh
2: my gosh
1: so what do you do when a pet is injured and you don't have a pet first aid kit handy and the veterinarian's miles away, what can you do with what you're wearing and what's around you to stabilize and immobilize that pet? So everything from aloe to poop bags to baseball caps to shoelaces, I'm teaching people how to be that bridge between the uh oh and the veterinarian and one one of my students came up with a really good MacGyver tip. She said, Well my dog ran away I just whipped off my bra and used it as a laugh and brought him in. I'm <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, please, please don't demonstrate in class today. But I'll take.
2: The you know work. what? You got the head. You know the groan and the head shake on the mutt guyver, which is what we what we look for when somebody yeah, groans. We're yeah. like, yeah, I like it. I love that one, Arden.
1: Well, I'm getting a trademark on it. So I think if we can help people realize, you really can help an injured pet right there with whatever you're wearing or around you, and then get the pet to the vet. That's kind of well, how understood. many
2: How many pets have you seen? I'll still remember this old amygdala of mine. I was driving home from work one day. I was yeah. uh, living in southern Idaho at the time. There's, Twin Falls got places where five streets come together, north five points, east five points, west five points. Okay. And I was sitting there, and there was a crack of thunder. Oh. Boom, it hits. And a dog went flying out the window of this pickup oh. and, and hit by oncoming traffic and, oh. and killed. And so, you know, this is one of the things, this emotional well-being, you know, when they started out, it was just like, oh, this is the right thing to do. And then very quickly, we found out it was better medicine. Because right. when you take a pet to the vet, they're what we call the TPR, their temperature, pulse, respiration, and blood pressure. They're not normal. And then when you take blood work, we call it a stress leukogram. So the blood sugars increase. The white blood cell count is increased the spleen is like hey this is fight or flight it squeezes out all these white blood cells and red blood cells you get right. an increase of cpk which is something you see from muscle damage so if they're shivering well because the temperature's up even though they're you know you don't know if it's the start of a fever or it's stress you see the increased white blood cell count is it infection or is it stress increased That's glucose are they pre-diabetic Or stress. And the other thing is, these pets will be limping or sore at home. They're sensitive, they cry out. You take them to the veterinary hospital when they're scared. You could spin the leg around like a dial, and you can't elicit pain response. So you can't isolate the soft tissue area that's damaged. And so now, you know, Dr. Steve Ettinger, the world's most famous veterinarian, is our chief medical officer. Mm -hmm. So the the great thing about Fear Free is, yeah, the pets, it's the right thing to do and pets are happier, but it's better medicine. There's fewer injuries. It makes uh, practice or working with animals fun again and for people out there. You know, your pet shouldn't be born retired. Your pet shouldn't have to suffer. You know, it's a four legged family member, just like we want, uh, we would never let a baby, a toddler, a young child have some kind of emotional repeat, emotional trauma. So now, you know, through uh, From Fearful to Fear Free and From Fear Free Happy Homes, you have the resources to help your pet live a happy, healthy, full life.
1: And I think you said it wonderfully. Folks, I have just. Thoroughly enjoyed this episode with Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. I met him back in 1999, so we're getting ready for our 20th anniversary, Dr. We Marty. feel
2: like partying like it's Party. 1999. 1999. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but folks, seriously, go to DrMartyBecker.com and FearFreePets.com, and please get on Amazon right now and get your paws on his book, From Fearful to Fear-Free, you're going to make a world of difference in your pet. And that's the mission of Dr. Marty and his team. We just want to have a better life. I, I say my motto is to bring out the best in pets and their people. And you know what? You're doing it every day in every way, Dr. Marty.
2: I love that. And you know, Arden, I'm a, I'm a Raven fan of yours. Your I'm jealous of you sometimes because you turn a phrase and they're a great writer, but, you know, you've been part of this movement from its beginning. So, you know, thanks back to you and people like you. You're one of the pioneers in enrichment in feline medicine. And you've, you know, so whether it's first aid or enrichment or education, you know, an honor to be on your show. Thank you.
1: Well, you're awesome. All right, guys. I also want to give a shout-out to Dr. Not Dr. He should be a doctor. To uh, my producer, Mark Winter. He is the Wizard of Paws. He's the guy... That has made Pet Life Radio the number one pet radio network on the planet, and I think on Venus and Mars too. But that could be, you know, challenged. We'll figure that one out. So please, guys, go over to PetLifeRadio.com. Check out all the other shows by the great host. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there: Oh, behave.